As a free, not-for-profit service, Cradio requires the support of people like you to help keep us going in our mission. To donate, visit cradio.org.au slash donate. Hello and welcome to another Cradio interview. I'm Philip Brooks. In this interview, Mark Griffin, our operations manager, continues our series of interviews with the team at Catholic Answers. These interviews were recorded at the recent Fighting for the Faith Australian tour, brought to you by Perusia. This third and final instalment is an interview with Chris Cech, the president of Catholic Answers. Chris has a lot to offer from his many years running the largest lay-run Catholic evangelization apostolate in the English-speaking world. If you missed the other interviews in this series, be sure to check out Mark's interviews with Cy Kellett and Carlo Broussard. Here now is Mark Griffin and Christopher Cech. As part of our series of discussions with our friends from Catholic Answers, who are currently visiting and speaking around Australia, joining me now is the president of Catholic Answers, Christopher Check. Chris, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Thank you for having me. Now, you've been in Australia for just under a week. How's your trip been so far? It's been an absolute delight. I was explaining to Charbel, I do travel internationally from time to time, and that first day when you get off the plane for me has always been a day that you just kind of have to muscle through, sure. you know? But from the moment I got off the plane and was greeted by uh, Matthew, who was volunteering, and by Charbel, and then we went down to the circular key, and- You got uh, the pronunciation right. Well there, there we go, and, uh, and, and, and saw the bridge and the, uh, and the opera house, and then uh, spent the whole day with Charbel, ended up at his house with his beautiful family, and the most amazing backyard in the history of the world. And uh, it was just total joy. There was no muscling through. And it was, as I said to uh, Charbel and Ian, really heart speaking to heart from the very, very beginning. So this has been an absolute joy. And then I would just say generally, Australia is a beautiful country. And it reminds me of San Diego because you have the same eucalyptus trees. That's right, yeah. In yeah, fact, absolutely. I think we took them from Probably, you. Probably, yeah. In the 19th did. century. That's right. And now we're not supposed to be planting them because they contain a lot of resin, or sure. what you guys call gum. That's it, that's yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> yes. But no, we're, we're sitting outdoors here in beautiful weather it today is. as it well. It is, I feel so like I'm in San Diego. We're, we're very blessed. Yep. Now, just as a quick summary, now, as the president of Catholic Answers, can you summarize for the listeners exactly what your organization is about? What is your mission? and how accepting an invitation to take that long flight to Australia fits in with all of this. Great, so Catholic Answers is the largest apologetics, lay-run apologetics and evangelization apostolate in the English-speaking world. Our goal is to help Catholics become better Catholics, to help non-Catholics into the fullness of the faith, and to help fallen away Catholics back home. And we do this through every media means possible. Our vision is to be the most trusted source for answers to questions about the Catholic faith. And like I say, we wanna do this across as many media as possible. So we have 37 million unique visitors to catholic.com. That's some reach. It is a little bit, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then the, the, the radio show on 400 stations around the country, Catholic Answers Live, and then, of course, on Facebook and YouTube, uh, Periscope, uh, Shortwave, catholic.com, the Catholic Answers app. Uh, so the, the radio show, Catholic Answers Focus, the podcast, Council of Trent, another podcast, Catholic Answers Press, which publishes about 15 titles a year of various sizes. Um, 
the uh, Catholic Answer Studios that does a, produces a great deal of video work, the Speakers Bureau, mm-hmm. getting directly, I'll come back to Speakers Bureau. Yep. Um, and, then, and then we also have on staff a team of apologists, Peggy Fry, Michelle Arnold, Father Hugh Barber, and all they do all day, well, Father Hugh has other duties as well, but what Peggy and Michelle do is they take questions one-on-one from people who have questions about the Catholic faith. I don't mean on the radio. I mean people who just call the building, people who send in a letter, people who send in an email, and it may be something like, um, you know, my Protestant friend says that we worship statues, what do I say? Or it may be, my son tells me he wants to marry his son, and what, what am I supposed to do? Sure. So from, from, the, from the smallest, most intimate level of one-on-one contact, all the way up to Catholic.com with millions of visitors every year, we're going to be in every possible media, that, media, every possible media that we can be to bring the fullness of the gospel to people. And included in that, of course, is the Speakers Bureau. Tim Staples, Trent Horn, yours truly, uh, um, Cy Kellitz, uh, Carlo Broussard, Stacey Trusankos, who doesn't work formally for us, but she's part of our group, uh, and a handful of others. And we travel all over the country speaking and uh, all over the world. And that's what brought, brings us back to Australia, where we have a special friendship. Absolutely. With Perusia, and one now that I'm, I'm so glad I came on this because I had heard Tim talk about Perusia now for uh, ten years. Well, well Tim, Tim's on his sixth visit yeah, to Australia. Now, yeah, so, and yeah. and and now I've seen it firsthand. Yes. and I'm looking forward to really deep and formal cooperation. Now we're guys. we're very blessed on the, on the partnership that we're we're in the process of forming, and and the collaborations that are ahead. We're just extremely excited. I, I just know that the angels in heaven are excited about this. Absolutely. Let, let's uh, let's hope it, it continues for many Amen. years to come. Now. You've mentioned a lot of these colleagues. You're actually here visiting on this particular trip with Tim Staples, Carlo Broussard, Cy Kellett, and Jen Phelps as well as here. She's oh, gosh, speaking, let but... me just be very clear. No one of these speakers can wiggle without the help of Jen Phelps, yeah. who does, Jennifer Phelps, who does all of the logistic work. She's fantastic. Well, I'm sure I don't need to tell you, but you have obviously been blessed with incredible people on your staff at Catholic Answers. I don't deserve them. <laughs> how, how many staff do you actually have? Is it about 50, I hear? Yeah, a little, little less than 50, around 45, 40, and ha- 44. And how did you assemble such a, a faith-filled and passionate team? Well, that's a great question. I mean, some of the folks, uh, not quite half maybe. I, I should think about this. I'm trying to think of the, of the ones who were there and then the ones who've come since I've been there. Um, Okay, so two things in this regard. The first is, as, as, as president of Catholic Answers, my chief responsibility is to create the environment in which the people who work for Catholic Answers can excel. Mm-hmm. And excel, of course, means, you know, fulfill that mission that we were, we were describing. And, and yes, there are the front guys, the Stapleses and the Broussards and, and the Cy Kellets and whatnot, the ones that everybody knows. But the fact is those people can't do what they do without a significant support staff. Um, so, you know, there, there's, the radio show doesn't happen without Darren Delosier and Marie and uh, uh, Nick Chamberlain doing the engineering. So, um, so what I need to do is I need to create an atmosphere in the building at 2020 Gillespie that people are going to want to come and work at, they're going to want to be part of that, and, and then I need to vet them for how, 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 you know, how, how close they're hewing to mission, right? So I think that um, you know, just because you work for the church, for example, doesn't mean that you shouldn't be well paid or that you shouldn't have good benefits or something like that, or you shouldn't work in a fun environment. And I think Catholic Answers is a fun and I, I would say joyful environment. Sure. Um, 
and then and then and then we have to make sure you know is this is this person on mission and then the other thing is we do have to vet for skill because somebody can say hey I love Jesus. I say the rosary. I'm pro-Catholic. I love the Catholic faith. And I'm like, well, that's great. But do you know how to operate a camera, right? Can you actually copy edit a piece of writing? Can you uh, do the coding to increase our search engine optimization? And so in one sense, we're very much a media company, if you will, though I obviously prefer the word apostolate. But if I don't have people who have the skills, sure. so, so we're careful. I took three years just now. My board of trustees said, you need to hire someone to help you with development, you know, begging, right? Yes. So that's, it's, 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 the, it's the euphemism for begging, development. And, but I said, okay, I agree with you. I want to hire such a person, but I'm not going to just hire somebody. It, and so we took three years and we finally brought in David Matheson. He's going to be a perfect fit. The other thing that I have to make very clear to the staff, and I do it over and over, is that there is no apostolic fruit without interior life. So the staff, we're gonna pray together corporately, we're gonna do uh, lauds, we're gonna do mass one, uh, every day, divine mercy, vespers, those opportunities are gonna be available. Father Hugh's there to hear confessions. We're all gonna work on our interior lives and we're gonna pray corporately. So you actually have a chapel on Sunday. We do and Jesus is in the building. He's the one guy I can't replace. That's fantastic. He's the, he's, I tell the staff, he's the one guy I can't replace. Yeah, so we do. So, so we, so we have a life of common prayer and common love of Jesus Christ there. And 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 I will tell you this, it it is it's it has kind of a Southern California vibe to it. Sure. And and I think that adds to the joy. Absolutely, it really does. Now, at the recent uh, Fighting for the Faith conference that we've not long wrapped up here in Sydney, uh, you mentioned and you've mentioned in a couple of other platforms since as well this metric of joy that right. you use as as basically as a measure on your impact and the success in the work that you're doing. Can you open that up a little bit more for the for the Crater listeners that might not have come across that yet? Um, as I suppose for them, that's going to be quite an unusual concept, a quite an unusual metric to be using when it seems more these days that your success is measured by dollars or by honours or even something as insignificant as social media likes. So can you open that up just a little bit for, for Yeah, for so um, about a year ago, I was in, or more, a year and a half ago, I was in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, visiting with a, a, a very generous um, uh, Catholic philanthropist. And, uh, and we're having lunch and, and, he, and he's asking me about Catholic Answers efficiency. And, and, and I actually think we are a very efficient organization, to tell you the truth. And anybody wants to see our books, I'm happy to share them with you. Um, but he said to me, uh, well, okay, what if I gave you $30 million and one person came in the Catholic Church? So I looked at him and I said, well, that would be a bargain, right? right. So, <laughs> so anyway, and, and you know, I just kind of get this look. It is true. We, we're a media apostolate. We measure... Um, Facebook views and or pa and page views and likes and um, how m and the various ways that you measure things on uh, Pinterest and Instagram and uh, YouTube and and actually I could provide the data to anybody who wants to see how those things have just you know are, are going up the stratosphere like the hockey stick um, but uh, but in the end. Um, the way that I know we're doing what we're supposed to be doing is, it, 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 are, are my staff good at what they do, right? So that's the first thing. They have, they have to have the talent uh, and the skill and they have to continue to cultivate it. So I'm all about continuing education, not just with the apologists, but with you know, the fundraisers, for example. Um, there's ways to get better at the trade or the video department. So are they good at what they do? Are they, are they working on their interior life? 
right? Do I, do, I, do, do Are they working on their interior life? And then I leave it to the Holy Spirit. Sure. I leave it to the Holy Spirit. And, and, and if I feel, as anyone who comes to 2020 Gillespie Way in El Cajon, where the headquarters for Catholic Answers is, or comes to our conference, for example, where we have a thousand people every uh, end of every September, I invite everybody in Australia to come. And uh, it's always the last weekend in September. It's a lovely hotel that gives a great deal. Uh, and and just, just, just feel the joy in the room. Or to read the testimonies of people who have come into the Catholic faith because Peggy Fry sat on the phone with them and explained to them why they need to confess their sins to a priest. Or, uh, they, or, or one fellow who sent me a letter recently saying, I had to, uh, I, I saw a Catholic bumper sticker, a Catholic Answers Live bumper sticker, and then I found you guys on the radio. And this is what he said, I don't even remember what you guys were talking about for the first few times. And this is when I say to the staff, we're the occasion, we're not the cause. The Holy Spirit is the cause, right? This guy doesn't even remember, but there was something engaging that was going on. He felt the joy, it was infectious, and it kept him, and now he's a Catholic, right? So, or another guy from Florida who said at our conference told me, I was an atheist for 40 years. Mm -hmm. I was an atheist for 40 years, and I'm a Catholic because of your radio show. And he was just so happy about it. So that for me is a metric, it's a metric of joy. And by the way, it's the way that I measured immediately how I, how I just knew that Catholic, and, Catholic Answers in Perusia were, were a natural fit. That's so fantastic. We, look, we, obviously we're not walking around like crazy hippie Californians and everything and, <laughs> and kind of this trance yes. or whatnot. We put in a full day. I insist that my staff put in a full day. Sure. Right? Most of them put in more than a full day. They all do. Uh, we have to because we have to be good stewards of the resources that the donors give us. Absolutely. I mean, it's all very well to say you're letting the spirit um, basically take control of this, but we've got to play our part in that. Because to be sure. if we're not playing our part and saying, all right, Holy Spirit, you take it, we're putting the Lord to the test, and that's something we shouldn't do to be sure. um, very clearly. But just in, in, the, um, in the stories that you're recounting and the people that are coming back and they're saying to you that you've helped me find the faith after so long, I, 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 that, as powerful as that is, something that, makes, that I think about at that point is I think how many people have also been impacted in a similar way that you haven't heard from. And, and, that just... and we're going to meet them on the other side of the veil. That's it. And I tell, I tell the staff that all the time. I said, for every one or two or three of these people, who know how to them are thousands of people, when we get to the other side of the veil, they're going to come up to, they're going to come up to Nick, Chamber, Nick Chamberlain and say, thank you for engineering Catholic Answers Live, because, right. it, because if it hadn't been for that radio show, I wouldn't be here. That's it. And yeah. it, just, it just goes to show, and I think people now hopefully are starting to get an idea as they listen to this, the importance of the work that is being done. Now, it's not all smooth sailing. No. I'm keen to hear what are some of the biggest struggles you have in this ministry? Uh, obviously, we've heard some of the successes and, and some of the good news stories, but what, what are the, some of the struggles you face that, that really not make you second guess while you do it, but really do challenge you in, in your day-to-day -day work? So resources is a challenge. I have, a, I have a very, very talented staff. We have a good strategic plan. We know things that we want to do. Say, for example, our project that we're launching this fall, School of Apologetics, okay? Now, before that could ever properly be launched, we need the, the apologists were ready to go 
you know, 10 years ago, they could have sure. taught these classes. Um, but we needed a mature video department, we needed a mature press, we needed a mature IT department, and we needed an operations officer who could bring the parts together, right, John Sorensen. So uh, to, to, to create something like that, obviously you need resources because you have to pay people and you have to find the right talent. And, uh, and so, so resources is always a challenge. There are, um, there, are, there, there are always things that I can do and always new positions that I could add to expand the reach of the apostolate. I, 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 if somebody came to me now and said, if I gave you X, what would you do with it? I'd have 10 answers for them. There'd sure. be no problem with that. Um, so, so, that so, so, so that is a challenge, but we count on, on God to provide, and, and so far he has. And Catholic Answers is blessed, in fact, because we have a lot. We have heaps, as you guys would say. <laughs> Of um, of small givers, sure. right? People give us, you know, a uh, hundred bucks here and there, or something like that. We got about twenty thousand of these people, and so it, it really does help our bottom line. And it means that if, if one of our major givers loses interest or dies or decides he wants to go support something else, we're still going to continue to operate. But resources are a challenge. But worse than that, and that's not bad. God wants us to have that challenge. And and I have to tell you very plainly, I regard it as a privilege to raise money for Catholic Answers. I like asking people for money for Catholic Answers. I really enjoy it, I do. Um, so, but, uh, but it is a challenge. The bigger challenge to me is when I see other organizations and other apostolates in the vineyard who don't want to cooperate. And I find that very unedifying. And I, it breaks my heart because I tell the staff every day, it's as part of the Catholic Answers operating principles, we are gonna cooperate in the vineyard with whomever we can, whoever has the same desire that we have to bring people to the fullness of the truth, if, can we, if we can cooperate with them, we're gonna cooperate. If our radio show can become a platform for them so the world can know better about what they're doing, we're gonna do that, right? If there's somebody we can work on a book or a co-branded opportunity, that's what we're gonna do. Because we work together in the vineyard and that effort gets multiplied. This is why, this is why the Perusia partnership is so natural. Because you guys are cooperators. Sure. You just want to get, you just want to stand shoulder to shoulder in the vineyard and like, okay, let's prune these vines, right? Sure. Let's harvest these grapes. And you know, our Lord says, I'm the vine, you're the branches. Well, it's the, that's us. We're the branches, right? And it's the branches where the fruit is born, right? Absolutely. It's the branches where the fruit comes, right? So there's a lot to harvest there. And when I see people who want to just carve out their own turf in the vineyard, I'm thinking, you're not getting it. You're you're not getting it. Sure. And that 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 I find unedifying. And I you know and, and if I can help somebody through that, and if I can't, well then okay, well come talk to me when you're ready to cooperate. An interesting thing you mentioned in there, and something that I know since working with Perusia that I've really struggled with is asking for money. And I've had to stand up there at our fundraising dinner, and I use the words I had to stand up there now. And now I look forward to the next opportunity to get to yeah. stand up there. And the reason for that is actually Tran Horn, one of your apologists there at Catholic Answers, on his podcast, he actually did a podcast about um, that very thing, about fundraising. He's, I think he entitled it Finding the Fun in Fundraising. Right. And, and You the, know what? I haven't. Even, I should listen to this podcast. I don't even know if I've I, heard it. I think it, it was yet. one of his free-for-all Friday shows. Oh, yeah. He he did, yeah but yeah, the theme of it was that he's not ashamed at what he's doing. No. Why should he be ashamed to be asking money for people to help him in what he's doing? Because right. he sees the value. And that, for me, really changed my perspective. So once again, it's another initiative of Catholic Answers, the, the Council of Trent podcast, which is fantastic, by the way. I encourage anyone to, it is good. to, 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 to listen to that. Trent but is a very, very talented young man. He is. We've had him here a couple of times and, and he's he's amazing. And he, there, there is a real youthfulness to uh, what Catholic Answers are doing. It's and, true. Well, yeah. A lot of my staff is very young. 
but no, it, it's fantastic, and I, and I really appreciated that particular uh, piece of advice in that podcast because I found that it gives me a new perspective. We obviously we try and do the same thing. We're trying to find ways to, to make this affordable to keep this going. So I, I just found that particularly useful. Um, just moving, changing speeds a little bit, moving on to something else. You're on the speaking circuit. You mentioned you're on the speakers bureau. Uh, a lot of the the presentations that you offer uh, on history, on um, battles, Christians fighting for the faith in bygone eras, you are a real storyteller. You can see when you get up there and you make a presentation, you're just completely there in the zone and, and within that story sharing it. What is it about history in particular that moves you to share these stories in such a way and what are you hoping that your audience listening gains from these particular presentations because they are from my perspective they're, they're inspirational it just it draws draws me right in so thank you thank you i um my, my degree actually is not in history it's in english literature and from rice university in houston texas and i um uh, so so I, I've always loved stories. I've always loved moments in fiction or in history that reveal something to us about the human condition. Sure. And the and 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 so in um, in, in in latching on to uh, the couple dozen or so stories that I like to tell, uh, I think that that that, that it, it, it it comes from that desire to know something about the hu human condition. But the fullness of our knowledge of the human condition comes to us by virtue of the incarnation. Our Lord becomes man so that we know what it means to be fully human, right? It's in the Second Vatican Council. If you want that chapter and verse, call Tim Staples. Call Tim Staples, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, but, but in any case, so I, I and, then, and then there's something, so you take a guy like Carla Broussard who just thrills to the analytic philosophy, and he's great at it. And when I'm listening to him with his analytic philosophy or his analytic theology, uh, or systematic theology is really the word to say, I just, I'm, I'm in awe, I'm in awe. But what draws me and what has always drawn me to our faith are the great stories, the lives of saints, whether rendered in a hagiography or in a story or in a poem, for example, and I love poetry. So. It's natural for me, it seems, to be whatever you want to call it, the storyteller apologist, right? And, and so that is, insofar as our speaking and writing is concerned at Catholic Answers, that's, that's something that I bring. And then I think, you know, there's a, there, there's a, there's a kind of a practical quality to this. Um, we live in a dark time. We absolutely live in a very, very dark time. I think we should be candid about it. doesn't mean we shouldn't be joyful. We should have battle joy. We should be excited about the time we live in because we're all called to, 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 to this fight. Um, but we also have to, have to have some perspective that the church has been through some, some very, very difficult times in the past. We were talking about Catherine of Siena at your a conference, and um, no sooner does Catherine of Siena get back to Rome, uh, there's three claimants to the, to the chair of Peter. That's three, right? Okay, so, you know, it does get resolved. The Holy Spirit, he, he manages things. So I think if we can have the perspective of history... Uh, it's very helpful. And the other thing I love about the stories is God, they all remind us that God loves to choose the unlikely. Sure. I mean, going back to Catherine of Siena is a great example. This is a, you know, a teenage girl. Uh, well, she's in her 20s by the time she starts working. Um, but uh, 
She's a dyer's daughter. Her dad dyes textiles for a living, yeah. right? Uh, Joan of Arc is a farm girl who's never ridden a horse or shot a bow, right? She kicks the English out of France. Saint Genevieve is another one. Of course, the, the, the unlikely example par excellence is Our Lady, right? The 14-year-old girl in Nazareth. So this is another reason. Don John of Austria, 24 years old at the Battle of Ponto, surrounded by men with greater seafaring experience and greater martial experience than he has. And he is, uh, you know, Sebastian Veniero, one of his captains, is three times as old as Don John. Mm -hmm. So God, he just loves. You know, Pius V is this aging Dominican friar who suffers from gout all the time. Chris Check, president of Catholic Answers, isn't was an artillery officer in the Marine Corps. I mean, how ridiculous is that? But that's like, it. And, and the list goes on, doesn't it? It there's, does. There's a number of examples. Yeah. By the way, I'm not comparing out. myself to those saints. Let's be, <laughs> let's be very careful. But God loves the unlikely. God willing, one day somebody will. Well, I, uh, please. Yeah, yeah. Here, here, I'll give you a relic. You can a piece of my hair. Yeah. No. So. Um, yeah, he just loves the unlikely, and I loved. That's why I love telling these stories. Make, uh, Jose Sanchez del Rio, the fourteen-year-old boy oh, martyr. Absolutely, yes. Uh, yeah, Cortez, this crazy womanizer with no real military training, conquers the Aztecs just because he's got, you know, extraordinary courage and drive. Anyway, so um, that's. I think. I think it's the unlikeliness at root of these stories that really makes me love them. And, and you do, you really open them up to people very well. And if anyone's interested in, in hearing some of these, there are a few CD sets that are available put out by Catholic Answers Press. Sure. You've done one on yep. the Battle of Lepanto. Sure, Battle of Lepanto. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, the Templars, Joan of Arc, um, the, the Cristero War. Yep. There's maybe a half a dozen or so in our catalog. There's another element to this that I like, and I'm glad you asked this question. I do like setting the record straight. Yes. So, for example, the Crusades, the Inquisition, Inquisitions, we should say, and there are these there are certain neuralgic topics that everybody, you know, thinks they know something about. That's why my most recent one is on the Galileo affair. Right. Because here's a story that I call, we call it "Moving Heaven and Earth: The True Story of Galileo." Um, th that's one everybody thinks they know, and almost nobody does. And it's not easy. You can't walk through it in the space of 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. There's background that's necessary. Sure. Uh, but if someone wants to take the time and have the patience, you know, listen to my talk or to read a book about it, then they're going to realize that that's just one of those sticks that people use to beat the church and they don't they have no idea what they're doing. So Absolutely. setting the record straight, telling the stories of the unlikely, I, it's what... It's what fires my heart about the Catholic faith and so I hope well, that, you know. that much is evident we can see how you, you're so passionate about telling these stories it's yeah. um it's a blessing that you you have that gift and you're able to recount this I'd for us and as you say set the record straight where, yeah. where it needs to be yeah. um, a question that I've been asking your colleagues as we had these series of discussions and I'll ask you as well it's a two-part question where do you see yourself, Chris Check, 10 years from now? Oh, my goodness. And where do you hope to see Catholic Answers as an, as an apostolate? Well, God willing, the Board of Trustees of Catholic Answers believes that I'm still fit to, to, ha to have the helm. Um, you know, I, can, can I tell you this? My dream is to retire and just be like a teacher at a boy's high school. Right. That really is what I, you know, when, when I met my wife, uh, when I was in the Marine Corps, I think we were on our second date or something. Jackie, Jacqueline, what a great woman. And she said, what do you want to be? Are you going to stay in the Marine Corps? What do you want to be? And I said, I want to be a teacher. 
I just want to be a teacher at a boys' school. That's what I wanted a boys' high school. So that hasn't happened yet. I, there are a couple in the States that I'm very close to. One's called St. Martin's Academy. It's in uh, Kansas, Fort Scott, Kansas. This is a boarding school, and they grow their own pigs there. The boys <laughs> slaughter the pigs. It's kind of a, it's got the rural agrarian yeah. quality to it, but they're learning Latin. And then the other one is uh, um, Gregory the Great Academy okay. in uh, outside of Scranton in Pennsylvania. And I love both of these places. They're very similar. They play rugby. They memorize poems. They learn to juggle. So um, I, every now and then when I need my fix of teaching high school boys, I always call up. Sean Fitzpatrick or Dan Kerr, and I say, hey, you know, you need to come out, have me out to come give a few talks. But, uh, but anyway, so I hope I'm still at the helm of Catholic Answers, and I hope that Catholic Answers is continuing to reach as many people as we can through as many media as possible. Uh, I know the staff of Catholic Answers can grow. I would like to have more apologists on sure. staff. I'd like to have more full-time apologists. Um, I, I, I talked to Tim. I'm like, where's the bench, you know? Mm. Where's the... Um, where is the uh, minor league team? Where are we, we going to call guys up to the majors from? And, and uh, can we be a little more systematic about, uh, about cultivating new apologists and this sort of thing? Is that underway? Have you got people that you're keeping your eye on? That yeah, we do. Can we remain do. unnamed for now. But yeah, you sure. Are keeping your yeah. eye on people. Yeah, well, actually, a couple of people approached me in Melbourne last night. A, okay. kid, a kid said to me, uh, I won't name him. Uh, he said, I'm going to send you my resume in two years. And I said, he said, what do you want to see on it? Oh, wow. So I said, I said to him, well, of course, I'd like to see a master's in theology from a reliable institution. But what I really want to see is somebody who can speak and write. Sure. Speak and write. And, and no offense to you, sweet young people, finding, <laughs> finding a young person who can write, it's rare. It is, it's rare in the United States. I don't know. Maybe in Australia, they've got a little bit better literary tradition oh, I'm here. Not, I'm not so sure. Yeah, but... I think uh, you'll, you'll be hard-pressed to find someone with those credentials here as well. And then, you know, if somebody's comfortable in front of a camera or knows how to operate behind the camera or sure. can do some coding or whatever, it's nice, to, it's nice when you're a little apostolate to have a variety of, uh, have, have a variety of skills. But I want to do, keep doing what we're doing, and I want to be bigger. I want to do more trips. I want to... We're taking a pilgrimage to Rome. I'd like, to, I'd like to have an annual Rome pilgrimage, an annual Holy Land pilgrimage. There's all kinds of other parts of Catholic Europe to explore. Sicily, Italy, France, all other kinds of places where we can be teaching history. I'd like to start a, a program in getting to know Catholic America. I mean, Santa Fe, for example, Bishop Lemay of Santa Fe. I don't know if you guys are Willa Cather fans or not, but she wrote the book, Death Comes to the Archbishop. It's based... At, in the book, his name is Latour, but it's based on the French bishop who settled a large portion of the high southwest. There are a lot of great Catholic stories just in the lower 48 that I would like to take people around and tell them these stories, you know, on site. And then we go get a taco or whatever. And so, <laughs> that's it. or we do some hiking. Or That's it. It's one thing to actually give a presentation in a church hall, but to actually go and experience oh, it on a pilgrimage a, of some description is, I, I, I is would the next level. I would love to have a really full-blown travel department sure i mean we have an events department right now yep. but i could see under events pilgrimage yeah you know and a specific pilgrimage department where we're running i don't know a dozen pilgrimages a year right so there's just a ton of opportunities for growth that would be amazing if we can get this off the yep. ground in the years to come yep. uh, i suppose we go back to it the big thing is finding a way to to cover the cost of all this and to make sure this this keeps ticking over and that these opportunities are still there 
Um, I'm not trying to blow my own trumpet in any way, but I do contribute, Go right ahead. I do contribute to Catholic Answers. God bless I'm, you. I'm keep, I hope donor. you keep doing that. I was sucked in by one of your um, your quarterly pledge drives. And Good. I'm very glad that I was. And I really do encourage people to, to get involved. This is a ministry worth supporting and, and and i encourage you in any way that you can obviously we need people to support us in perusia but i would definitely recommend that if you've got something to spare look up catholic.com you can donate straight through the website yep. give.catholic.com absolutely yeah, but definitely support perusia you guys are growing here beautifully and there is a great need for the for for the for the, for what you all are doing and and i'll be very clear the way you are doing it the tone you, the, the tone of Perusia and the tone of Catholic Answers are twins. That, that, are absolutely, twins. yeah, and we've very much sensed that at yep. the same time since you've been here, but we at Perusia need Catholic Answers to yep. be going strong, and so anyone who is able to contribute, and please do And we need so. you to extend our reach down under. Absolutely, and we, down under. we look forward to being able to do that in any opportunity we get. So thank you so much for joining us today thank on you. Radio. Uh, we will be praying for you at Catholic Answers, and we ask that you pray for us down here, Absolutely. down under as well. Absolutely. Uh, we're really excited about the partnership that we're growing. Uh, safe travels for the rest of your trip around Australia as well. You're heading over to Perth shortly. so No, I am not. My colleagues no, not, are. Actually, you're right. Yeah. Dr. Stacey Tresenkos is coming over to, he, she to fill the fourth slot at Perth. Yeah, I am going back to, uh, back to the apostolate and uh, to yell at some people. <laughs> I'm kidding, <laughs> get, get it out of your system. Right? You've <laughs> been bottling it up in Australia. No, I, but no, I, I, I just got to make sure things are moving uh, because in uh, a couple of weeks, I'm going taking a group to Rome. So Exciting times. Yeah. Now, thank you so much for your work and uh, safe travels and God bless you. God bless you, brother. Thank you. Thank you.